the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, 602-508-0960. And my wife, during the break, chastised me um, about the cars we owned. But in reality, um, I told her, and I'll tell you, there's um, five Salems, Mm -hmm. okay, in our company. And we all have spouses. And so we have shop uh, trucks that chase parts, and we have a shuttle bus. Yeah. We have maintenance trucks. Um, so we have lots and lots of vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in my defense, I may not have had 30 or 32 or 31. I may not have had that, but we, we have a lot of responsibility. And, and we have, well, we have them on the motorhome, the old motorhome. You must have added in all your toys. I don't know. Uh, maybe I did. <laughs> maybe I did. My truck and the big big truck, the ten wheelers got them, and Clifford, the big uh, semis, got them on the front. And are the you reason, sure? yep, I, I think. And I, are... I just had Alan replace them, and I'll tell you why. He said, "What do you want?" I said, "Well, if the big truck, the semi, blows a tire yeah. at sixty-five, I'm in big trouble. So yeah. I want toils on the front." Now I did put the cheaper tires on the back. Okay, that's true. That's true. Oh, okay. But those are expensive. Those are like $300 my cost tires. Oh, boy. Okay, we want to talk about Kurt's Auto Repair. And you know something? I always forget the names of the two young bucks. Now, I don't. Listen. I, you do, too. Listen. Or I do, too. It's my best friends, yeah. Eric and Jeff. Oh, my. You see what I'm saying? Eric and there Jeff are go. former retired policemen. Yeah. And I have daily contact with both of them. Right. And so I'm always forgetting one of these guys. But it's Eric and Jeff. There you anyway, go. Anyway, Eric, Jeff, and Kurt. Right. Are a pair to a threesome to draw draw to because they are all master techs, and the two young bucks, Eric and Jeff, they're Kurt will walk in and say, "Oh, this guy said he's been all over town. Nobody's been able to fix his cars, and you guys probably don't have a prayer in heck of fixing this." And of course, Jeff and Eric, that just raises their back up and they're thumping their chest, saying, "Oh yes, I can." Mm-hmm. None of that was true, but Kurt does that because yeah. those guys are really good. I ten Bell or no. I-17 and Bell Road, northeast corner. Been around a very long time, since 1987. They do gas and diesel. And if you want, you can take your weed eater over there, and they'll even fix that. And, of course, they hate it when I say that, but I'm just pulling their chain. Aggravating as usual. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, I'm going to talk about John. John had a Corolla, and it's a salvage title title vehicle. And remind me, I want to talk about that. Okay. He wants to know um, if... He has an, a motor mount problem. Okay. And and I, I wish I knew where he lived because I would send him to a shop. And John's not on the radio right now because he's hard of hearing. Mm-hmm. So, John, the answer to your question is there's a very simple procedure to check your motor mounts. 
it's a very simple procedure and I could drive your Toyota Corolla and I could tell you virtually within five miles whether you needed the driver's side, the passenger side, the upper mount, if it's a front wheel drive I'm pretty sure, the upper mount, the lower mount, there's probably four mounts in there. Mm-hmm. So it would be kind of easy but if I knew where you were at I would I ask I think he some, said 7th Avenue and Baseline. Oh, he yeah, did. Baseline and 7th Street. He oh, did. 7th Street, okay. Yeah, baseline and 7th Street. We don't have anybody out there. No. No, um, but maybe um, oh, Harker's is pretty far, isn't it? Yeah, that's way up. But Billy's, Bill, a uh, 25th Street Auto, yeah. he'd do it. Mm-hmm. He'd do it. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know what? If Billy has a uh, if he has a checkout charge, just tell him to send it to me. Okay. So Billy would do it. And he's an old drag racer, and he he's he's a gray-haired guy, and he's been around the block a couple of times. 25th Street Auto, I think it's 25th Street in Indian School. It is, yes. So um, if you wanted John to drive that far, the other option, and it's probably just as far, is our shop. Warner and I ten, so you could come there and we would we would take a quick look at your car and, and help you identify if it's the motor mounts and if so which one it is. Mm-hmm. So this is not the testosterone zone. This is symptoms analysis, asking questions back and forth. That's how I'm the best that I can be. Is I ask questions and back and forth. I'm not interested in what Uncle Festus says who lives in Philadelphia. I'm not interested in a lot of stuff that I hear. I'm interested in symptoms and then talk back and forth. And I think his question was, can I replace two and not all four or however many he had? And sometimes you can. Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. The answer is yes. Um, It's kind of like replacing one worn cowboy boot with Mm -hmm. the heel half gone and keeping um, having one new and one old mm-hmm. it's it could create some other vibration problems because now we've got one portion of the engine tilted up which means we're loading the other three mounts more mm-hmm. because we've got it's like let's just talk a stupid story you got a horse okay and and you leave one hoof real long and the other th- the hooves have been trimmed real short mm-hmm. that horse is going to hate you mm-hmm. and he's going to not going to have a normal gait so i don't really like now, in his particular case, because there's some other personal issues that you and I but know about because he didn't mm-hmm. want to be, then I, and it's a salvage car. My fear is that he goes in and does all four mounts, and it's not. It's an alignment problem or it's some kind of a cradle problem because this car's been wrecked. Mm-hmm. I also want to talk about salvage cars. Okay. Salvage, salvage, first of all, there's a lot of insurance companies that will not even insure a salvage car. Here's a salvage car. Renee wrecks her Ford. Sooner or later, I'm hoping that's going to happen. She's all right. You wreck your edge. And the cost, let's just pretend it's got a value of $15,000 because it doesn't, but I'll give you that. At $15,000, there's $18,000 worth of damage. They're not going to pay $18,000 to fix a $15,000 car. So they're going to pay you off, and that car is going to go to an auction, and hopefully some guy at a wrecking yard will buy it because the front end is blown up to the windshield, but the back end of the car is just fine. Mm -hmm. So he's going to sell the back doors and the trunk lid and the rear bumper and all that jazz. So that's what is. But what's happening is, is there's guys that go to the auctions and buy that car. And they take it home and fix it in their backyard. Now, there are so many safety issues about getting the... I'll give you an example. The windshield on a front-end collision is supposed to pop out, okay? Not in on you. But if you don't install it right, if you don't use the right glue, if you don't know what you're talking about, can you think of, on a bad accident, that windshield coming back and pasting you in the face? Mm -hmm. You don't know if their welds are good, and they don't have the sophistication to line the car back up. So you have all these dynamics where this car was wrecked so bad, they threw it away. 
and you picked it up and took it home, and you happen to be somebody who uh, uh, is a cowboy. I'll, I know cowboys have tough skin. Okay. So this guy's a cowboy, and he saw his neighbors do it, so he buys you know a sophisticated car and says he's going to fix it up. This is, his success rate's pretty slim. Mm-hmm. So when you're going to buy something used, you have to ask for the title first. You want to make sure it's not a salvage car because the salvage car has less than 50% value. So a car that's okay and never been wrecked has a $15,000. But a salvage title, that's going to start at the five or four and move up towards half that 15000 And once you buy one, it's hard to resell it to someone else, Ooh, too, because most people won't buy a salvage car. And not only that is when they bring it to us, we know immediately it's a salvage mm-hmm. car. So we'll say to you, look at the title, and it'll have salvage stamped on it. Right. So that's something that you want to you wanna eliminate. I already did, Kurtz. Oh. I know. You're, okay. you're behind one. We have a caller. Who's, who's on the phone, Gil? That would be John. John, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark. Uh, actually, I'm calling about that guy with the Corvette, the uh-huh. 65, the 454 in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what transmission he put in there, but they did mention park. So I'm thinking some kind of an automatic. Um, you know, you may have picked something up that I didn't. I, I thought he put a five-speed, but he didn't say. I assumed that it was a manual transmission. If I was wrong, I'm sorry. Yeah, but anyway, what I was thinking is the fact that it originally started with a 396. He's changed it to a 454. 396 is internally balanced, and 454 is externally balanced. Oh, see, this guy knows more than I do. Way to go. I'm glad I... you called today, John. <laughs> John, do you need a job? <laughs> he probably already has one, and he's working. Yeah. John, <laughs> Fixing cars that you're not. <laughs> are you, John, are you a car fixer? Uh, not that much. Um, you tried to hire me a long time ago when I was working for Steve over at Dobson and Baseline. Oh yeah! Oh, that was a hundred oh, years was, ago. <laughs> yeah, that was a hundred years ago. Yeah, and I'm, I'm impressed that you did that. That you brought that. Um, I, I never would have thought of that. I never would have thought of that. So but, yeah, abs- go ahead. Put the right flex plate in there. If you didn't put the right flex plate in there, that 450 will shake itself. Okay. You, and would exactly. that cause both the drive line and the engine uh, vibration? Do you think, or I don't? think it would affect it that much on the on the outer end of the transmission but uh front end yeah but if he didn't have the fly if the flex plate balanced would that vibration translate all the way to the back and shake that rear drive shaft i'm I, i'm i'm asking you to kind of close your eyes and dream well it's i would say it's not outside the realm of possibility but um he's got it you know shaking when it's sitting there and shaking when it's going down the road so okay who knows all right. But, now, but explain to people what internally uh, uh, balance is and externally balance. Well, it's the you know the crankshaft itself uh, okay. spinning in there. They've got the counterweights and the the boring and the holes you know to to get the balance between the pistons going in and out and the crankshaft spinning around to to try and be smooth. Um, with the four fifty four, they had to put a, an externally balanced uh, flex plate slash flywheel on the back end, and uh, same with the uh, harmonic balancer up front. Okay. All right. So if the crankshaft, which is an elliptical thing that spins really fast. I'll be right with you. I'm, I'm on the phone here. I'll be ready. So okay, the, the, the crankshaft spins real fast, and it's elliptical. So we balance that all by itself. 
what he's saying is, is on the 454, the, the crankshaft's not balanced. So the harmonic balancer that sits at the front of the crankshaft and the flywheel and flex plate sits at the back crank, we use those to kick the vibration down, to take care of the vibration. Mm-hmm. So it's externally balanced as opposed to internally balanced. And the <coughs> internal balance, you're going you're gonna to do that with, you're going to balance the crankshaft in a fixture. It's going gonna, it's gonna to tell you. All right. Hey. So John. hopefully Bill's still listening, huh? Yeah. Well, he and, and and John just brought something great up. Yeah. John, if you if you're still looking for a job, I'd be interested <laughs> in talking to you. <laughs> oh, anyway, that was well, a great if, call. If you peek at your security in the car wash, you'll see my big black truck getting washed every once in a while. Okay. Oh, hey, well, why don't you just walk in the front door and ask for an application? <laughs> he must be. He must be there on the weekends, huh? Are you there on the weekends? Okay, all right. Um, every, every time in the truck, it's filthy enough for me to wash. Okay, all right. Are you washing in the right bay? That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> Are, is it a muddy bay or what? Oh, oh gosh. I, I, pull it in the, I pull it in the west bay, you know, because it's tallest. I, I raise the bed up every once in a while. Oh, okay. and And it always seems like somebody right ahead of me washed the mud off their truck and left it oh, for me yep. to trip around. It, yeah, it, people don't read that sign that says, could you use the East Bay, but I and, don't know. And that's that's all we're trying to do is contain the mud to one bay so that other three bays, people can get out in their high heels on Sunday morning and rinse off their car. But it's it's difficult. And the other thing that hurts us really bad in the self-serve car wash is people that come in and wash all kinds of stuff out of the bed of their truck. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know who they think cleans it up, but it's yeah. irritating. They wouldn't do that in their driveway. No, 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 that's true. But anyway, for a buck and a half, they can do it car yeah. wash yeah okay john thank you very much for cleaning up the mess i clearly made i didn't and you know what that would have shut down the conversation right then yeah that would have shut the conversation down right then way to go mark and no that's the reason there's a lot of guys that are going to back me up I, I was on my cell phone i called john <laughs> oh i got you okay <laughs> of course right. that's not true i don't even have his phone number okay 602-508-0960 602-508-0960 john you have my eternal gratitude <laughs> and if i see you over at the car wash i'm going to buy your car wash i'm going to load you with six dollars worth of quarters and have you just spray your truck down until you're tired <laughs> anyway thank you very much we'll be back 602-508-0960 hello i'm greg may owner of phoenix body works for 35 years We've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Welcome back to the Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound-chihuahua-looking kind of mix. 
tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray, brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, oh, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. Training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Patriot app tip number seven. Not only is the app the best place to listen to your favorite Patriot shows and podcasts, but look out for special contests, giveaways, and even scratch games right at your fingertips. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Got an iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. The lines are wide open. 602. I almost gave my cell phone number. 602-508-0960. John, I am so glad. In my defense, my hard drive has been broken for a long time, and my RAM is completely gone. So there's just not enough room on my hard drive to absorb everything in the automotive industry, but... When I say something wrong, when I don't get it, most always someone will call and correct me. And for that, I'm very grateful. So I'll give, let me talk about a couple of shops that are really good in diagnostics. Blackwell Automotive, 40th and Greenway. Tom's really good with diagnostics. He's really good when you wave the red flag in front of him. Tom, I've had this to 10 different shops. I can demonstrate it every time. And would you take a ride with me and tell me what you think it is? Oh, boy. He'll, he'll just work until he's bloody and his, the knees of his Levi's are gone, before, and he'll fix your car. 40th Street and Greenwell, but he does oil changes and brake jobs and everything else. So he's a good guy. Now, on the other side of town, at 38th Avenue and Indian School, is Larry Harker's Auto. Bob and Ellen own and operate Larry Harker's Auto, and they've been around since 1967. What's important here is, is Bob is like Tom. From the west side, 38th Avenue and Indian School, Bob is an amazing diagnostician. He is one of those guys that will just go to the end of the earth to fix something. And I remember distinctly, I sent him a Dodge truck. Nobody could fix that Dodge truck. However, in my defense, he didn't bring it to our shop, but I don't think we could have fixed it. Mm -hmm. I think what Bob did, well, clearly what he did fixed it. 
But by the same token, it was a sophisticated diagnosis and a sophisticated repair. So if you're on the east side, the northeast side is covered by Tom Blackwell, 40th and Greenway. The northwest side, or, or you know, kind of middle, central yeah. central Phoenix north, um, then... then uh, 28th, I 38th Avenue. 30, thank you very much. There's so many things going on in front of my head. The time's changing. You know, the Gil's talking You're to me. You're just mad because you didn't diagnose I'm, that one vehicle. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm not. I'm not mad. I think you get, when somebody starts telling you what what their diagnosis is, you get frustrated and you don't always listen to everything. Well, You're you right. might have thought about it. You're right. You're right. It, But isn't it make sense that... I'm not interested in your diagnosis. I want to ask you questions, Mm -hmm. and I want to get good answers. There's a big difference between... You want the symptoms. Yeah, you're right. I want the (laughs) symptoms. There's nothing wrong with that. I I I know. I deserve the symptoms. (laughs) (laughs) You're crazy. Yeah, I know I am. Everybody else has said that, too. Yep. All righty. Well, when it comes time for car repair... The symptoms are obviously something that you can give us. Right. And there are times, you'll have to admit, there are times that the customer will nail the symptoms. Yeah. And that's called a front counter diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Now, most of us get bit by that, and, and I don't even do it anymore. Oh, yeah, I know what that is. Well, I tell them it's B, and it turns out to be L. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have to backtrack. Yeah. Um, so it's, but there's a lot of front counter diagnosis that can happen with the proper symptoms. Mm-hmm. That's really, really important. Yeah. So we had a customer, and here's a failure of us. Okay. We had a customer with a, a, a problem, and he said the, the symptoms were really strange okay. and something that I hadn't ever heard before. He said that, um, oh, I can't find it here now, but he said uh, that we, he had a problem at 20 to 30 to 40 miles an hour when he turned that the, that the, something was wrong. Something was wrong. And so he, he, he brought it to us, and we couldn't find anything wrong. Mm-hmm. But it didn't happen for us, and so you can't fix what you can't find. Now, when you have that problem, you have two options. You can start guessing, but it's not going to be with the shop's money. Mm-hmm. You can ask the shop to make an educated guess, or you must wait till it gets worse and easier to find. There's, those are the only two possibilities. Oh, you can dance the car all over the town and see if somebody can fix it. So here's his email back to me. First of all, he, he's, he's really nice. And he, he's, he's given me, I'm going to play this on the backside of getting my butt eaten by the, with okay. the Corvette guy. <laughs> okay. um, he says that he took it in, and this story is long. He, and I said to him, here's the conversation. He was approaching his warranty, okay. and he hadn't taken it in yet. And I said, take it in and get, get, it, get the symptoms down. And then take it in one more time before warranties because they can't not fix it after the warranty line is at because you had two symptoms that match it perfectly. Mm -hmm. So he said, I drove it and I took it this place. And he said, then I decided to go to the regional tech, the Nissan regional tech for a test drive. We spent 20 minutes driving around. Of course, it acted perfectly. He hooked up a vehicle data recorder programmer to monitor the system in my car computer. I asked if he could keep the monitor to, if I could keep the monitor to record events. After 11 months of having this problem, they were able by the data from the monitor to remove and replace the hydraulic electric power steering system and and steering motor and module. The module tells it what to do, but the motor, it's power steering, but it's not 
uh, power steering reservoir and power steering fluid and power steering hoses. This is an electric motor that mm. we're steering the car with. It's very sophisticated. Very, yeah. And, you know, we never even came close to that. I right. mean, we didn't even come close to that. So I write him back and I go, did I know that, that this had power steering? So I'm kind of making an excuse. Yeah. And then I said, because if it did, like my wife said, you only hear what you want to hear. <laughs> I didn't hear. But I suspect he didn't know it had power steering, electric power steering anyway. Your repair matches perfectly with the symptoms uh, of a bad electronic steering mechanism. I'm glad to be part of getting your damn car fixed. But... Um, but I can think of two, one or two other vehicles that have had the same kind of problem that took us a while to figure out. Yeah. And so that's kind of one of those, one of those things. I think I remember we had a call not that long ago that you didn't know it had electronic steering or something yeah. like oh, that. Oh, that's right. It was at the very kind of tail end of the conversation. Right. Whoa. I, yeah. I, now, we, we also had somebody call in the other day. He was a doctor. Mm-hmm. And he said something you said really changed something big for me. Okay. And basically what he said is this. I was talking to you and you said that you want to start fresh on a car repair that nobody's been able to fix. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. You want to start fresh. And so you don't want to see all the other tickets because all the other efforts haven't fixed your car. So why am I going to go analyze all the other efforts? Mm -hmm. He said, so I'm a doctor and I got sued. And he says, so I went in, and the guy was suing me because I didn't order all of his records okay. in in advance. And I, they asked me a question about that. Why didn't you order the records? And he goes, I wanted a fresh pair of eyes, and I didn't want to be contaminated by all the other people that hadn't fixed him. Mm-hmm. And he says, the legal case just blew away at that point. Wow. He says I was out of the courtroom in minutes. Mm-hmm. He says it was over and done with because it's a perfect example of somebody that doesn't want to look at the past mistakes of others. Let's move forward, not backwards. Mm-hmm. How are we going to benefit that you've taken it to 72 shops? I exaggerate. Yeah. Five, six <laughs> other shops. And, and this is what they did to try to fix it. Why are we going to benefit from traveling that road? The yeah. real question is this. Did they change it? Right. And if they changed it, somebody's on the right track. Mm-hmm. So 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. One more time, 608 You better start calling in. I'm lonesome. <laughs> Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Rain Tree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Rain Tree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Rain Tree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. There is simply no better way to keep up with the fast-moving events happening in the Middle East that greatly affect the rest of the world. 
I have an interesting and informative guest on the show every Sunday. Please listen and spread the word about this very important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Having a parent in prison can have an impact on a child's mental health, social behavior, and educational prospects. More children in the U.S. experience parental incarceration than those with juvenile diabetes or autism. In fact, studies show over 2 million children experience parental incarceration, many in minority homes, and many are also part of the foster care system. But the faith-based community is striving to help these children. Come to the National Children of Incarcerated Parents Conference, where professionals in social work, foster care, criminal justice, behavioral health, government agencies, and pastors will come together for the greater good of our children. The conference is April 14th to 17th at the Renaissance Downtown Hotel in Phoenix. Early bird registration is happening now. Visit childwellbeing.asu.edu slash CIP. Are you a nonprofit or member of the faith community who wants to share your message with over 500 attendees? Nonprofit tables are only $250. For details, go to childwellbeing.asu.edu slash sponsorship. That's the National Children of Incarcerated Parents Conference, April 14th to 17th. Hey, everyone. You know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice, special sort of moment. Together. Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments, dorky moments. Moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Today, call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Every 20 seconds, another kid drops out of school. If we do nothing, 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years. United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it. And the difference between a dropout and a graduate could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. All about that demon, all the more- Thirty-four minutes after the hour, eleven o'clock. Mark and Renee Salem sitting here next to one another. Actually, she's she's in the co-pilot seat, so she sits in front of the desk. But I'm flying the airplane, so just to make sure everybody You're understands that. Trying to fly that. the airplane. I'm now. trying to fly it. I've already crashed it a couple of times <laughs> today. Automatic transmission exchange has been around Phoenix since 1968. Phil was around when Fred Flintstone's uh, stone-tired car first came on. <laughs> Um, and, and he's really good. 40th Street in Washington, if you've ever been up and down 40th Street in Washington area on the north side of the road, you'll see a transmission shop that's been there for a very long time. I think he was one of the first settlers of Phoenix, Phil. <laughs> and I, I, he's just really good at what he does. So if you're in Phoenix and you're looking for a transmission shop, automatic transmission exchange, let's go to Shannon. Shannon, good morning to you. Hi, Mark. Um, you told me to call back when I got my possessed Dodge Journey fixed. Okay, I'm ready. A couple weeks ago, I called you and was telling you um, what my Dodge journey was doing, and I had taken it to the dealership, 
And remember, they replaced my navigation radio system uh-huh. for lots of money, and it did not fix the problem. Okay. So I did exactly what you told me to do. I called Larry Harker and told him that this idiot on the radio told me to call him because he was the only one in the valley who could help me. I love it. <laughs> and that's waving the red flag as good as anybody can yeah, do it. Yeah, but the idiot part I like, too. Okay, go ahead. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so he said that I needed it to be doing the problem for them to diagnostic the problem. So I was coming home from work at the um, airport, and I called him on a Tuesday. It was like 2.30. I said, it's doing it. Can I bring it in? And he said, well, 2.30, how far out are you? And, and then he said, yeah, just just come in, come in, come in. And so I went in, and he um, put it on the bay, and they they did the diagnostics. I guess they can um, make it like it's running, and they yes. found it. Yes. 47 minutes later, they fixed the problem at the price of just the diagnostics, when I've already paid almost $700 to the dealership for the wrong <laughs> diagnostic. Okay. You didn't happen so, to ask for your old part back, did you? Well, see, I didn't know to do that until I talked to you, okay. and it was okay. too late. So I did call the dealership back, and Ellen even told me I would I would call them and tell them what we did to repair it. It was a super easy fix. And so I finally got hold of a service manager over at the dealership, and I said, just out of curiosity, why don't you offer people their old parts? Because I am now aware that you should do that. And if you would have given me my old radio, I would ask you to um, put it back in because it didn't fix the problem. And the other thing is, when we took the Dodge in, they asked what the symptoms were. And the first thing that happened was the radio would fade out. We didn't tell them we want our radio replaced, you know. And we thought they were the experts. And, yeah. So, okay. fire right. beware. Okay, two mistakes, but thank you for calling in because we learn from our mistakes. And believe me, when my wife's doing the radio, I learn from mistakes too. <laughs> There's two things. <laughs> Number one, you, you should have said at the very beginning, you should have said, is this a guess or a fix? Because you know and I know and everybody that's listening to this knows well, the radio fades in and out. Well, it's got to be the radio. And the radio comes with the entire entertainment system, so we have to replace it all. That's what happened. So it was a guess. So you look the service rider in the eye and say, you have to understand something. I'm not paying for a guess. Now, did you pay with a credit card? No, and I know that now. If I I ever have to go for repairs, I will go to Larry Harker. I'll call you. But I know to ask if it's a guess or a fix, and I know now to ask for my old part as well. And, And the third thing, pay with a credit card. Because they're not big enough and bad enough to to mess with Visa, Master Charger, Discover. Oh. Okay, and you can you okay. can question the repair. You Harker writes a ticket. You send their ticket in. This one fixed it. This one didn't, and send it through. Now something else. The dealerships are really consumed with CSI, Customer Satisfaction Index. Did you happen to get a card when you had your car fixed? Nope. Okay, you go back and get one. Just go back and okay. say, you know what? My car was in here not so long ago, and there's a, a card that I'm supposed to rate you. Well, can I have one? A one? I, you didn't get one. Now, <laughs> when, you, when you write that card and you tell them your story, 
I guarantee you all hell's going to break loose. CSI has to do with how much they pay for a new car, how much they pay for parts. It's tied to everything. It's kind of like your behavior grade, which I would get an F for most mm. of the time. Just be quiet, <laughs> there you Renee. Go. <laughs> Just be quiet. And so and, and no matter how good I am and no matter how many people I have, Renee's going to give me an F for behavior, some of the things I say. But nevertheless, I, I am so glad that you called me and told me about Harker's because, to be honest with you, you've reinforced what I've always said. He's really good. Now, let me tell you something else you said to me that I, I picked up on. They only charged the diagnosis mm-hmm. and nothing else. Mm-hmm. I've always right? said yeah. that many times, not all the time, once you find it to fix it is nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like diagnostic and a buck to fix it. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to call um, call Bob and Ellen. Bob and Ellen. Find and, out what it was. Well, I, I already wrote it down that 107 to 111. You know what? You know what it was. It what? was a, a corroded connection between the alternator and what goes to the battery. So the battery was telling the alternator it wasn't getting enough charge. Yep. Wow. And yep. so it kept, re- it kept resetting. And he cleaned that out and reconnected it. Fixed. Okay. And what she's talking about is once we lose the ground, mm-hmm. then the alternator who's supposed to read the battery, the connection's lost. So the alternator sees the battery voltage drop way down to nothing. So the alternator starts running electricity, and it thinks it's charging the battery. In reality, it isn't. Mm-hmm. And so it's sending all this juice to the battery. Well, when the battery gets down so low, it just resets all the electronics. You've heard before, Renee, that when you take the negative cable off, oftentimes like a computer, you unplug the computer, mm-hmm. you're done. You, yeah. you reboot your computer. I don't know. That's called a cold boot or something like that. But just like in your computer, on your on your cell phone, you pull the battery out. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, um, you know, you made my day, Shannon. Thank you very much. Harry and Jack, you well, stay right there. Oh, I'm sorry. I was driving around on a very unsafe car because it. I told you that it stopped twice on me mm-hmm. while I was driving. So um, you saved us. You mm-hmm. saved us so much, and I'm so glad I called in. And so funny, I called one of my friends, and I said, have you ever heard of this car guy on Saturday? And she said, yeah, my husband and I, we listen to him all the time. And she had just missed me because they had walked into their brother's house. I said, I was just on. <laughs> That's funny. You know, I, um, I, I do hear both sides. But for every hundred, comp- I mean, get a lot of compliments. Mm. But I mess up. Yeah. I mess up. Yeah, yeah you I did mess today. Up. Yeah. yeah, and today. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna mark that down. You can. You can. <laughs> anyway, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We'll be right back. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In two thousand three, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In two thousand four, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. 
Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma, not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma, and half don't even know it. 11 million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence, changes your entire life. So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more. Well, welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is up on I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. Nate owns Strictly Diesel. They work on light domestic diesel trucks. He's very good at what he does. You only have to meet him and shake his hands that are as big as tennis rackets, I might add, before you know that he knows what he's talking about. And he's good enough to say, you need to drive it more. I can't find it. Really good guys will raise their hand sometimes and just say, I can't find it. But Nate doesn't do that very often, if at all, on a monthly basis. So if you've got a diesel and nobody else can fix it, then Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is a good place. Harry, good morning to you. Good morning, Mark. Uh, you're getting kind of beat up a little bit. Uh, you know what? I want to tell you something. You, huh? It's kind of fun, actually. <laughs> Harry. I can hear you over there. <laughs> Harry, no. Harry, you know what? This... It's okay. I I want. I think it's admirable and honorable to raise your hand and say I'm up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and and I, I'm I'm always willing to do that. You know, I I've said that more than our Father who art in heaven. <laughs> and, yeah. and I I'm I'm saying I I messed up. But anyway, are you just calling to bust me or what? No, no, no. I was I was going to give a shout out to. Uh... To Kurtz, uh, they've uh, been working on my car for years, and I had a little problem, and it, it took a took a little bit in of needing a water pump on my trailblazer. But uh, anyway, those guys do really good work over there, and I, I just uh, okay. want to let you know they got it fixed and got it running really good, and uh, uh, I got to get it running good enough for I can sell it. So yeah, well, and and and, <laughs> and you're right, Kurtz. Kurtz is a good place, like we said. Between Kurt, Eric, and Jeff, you have three. Yeah, Jeff is really, I've had a lot of experience with Jeff. And, so. and, and the three of those guys, if you give the two young bucks as much experience as Kurt, then you got got 100 years of experience over yeah, there. Yes. And, and they are really good. And they've always done a good job for me. But anyway, thank you very much, Harry. I'm going to make sure. Hey, I, got a, I got a question that I wanted to ask you. I know you, okay. uh, you're kind of a proponent of putting the cheapest oil filters on. And... Uh, I've got a question about that. Um, I, I don't drive the miles I used to, so I change my oil about once a year. It's about 6,000 miles. I just usually do it. Uh, and I use full synthetic. And I've been using, like I have a Honda, I use the Honda filter. And uh, uh, you're saying that, uh, you know, you've said in the past that a lot of the filters are made by, you know, just a few manufacturers. And, yes. Uh, they just paint them up for, you know, whoever they sell them to. That's true. Uh, my, my question is on extended oil changes, like uh, uh, you use, uh, you know, a, a synthetic, you know, for, you know, full year or whatever, uh, using a cheaper, a cheaper oil filter, is that a good idea? Because I know they have cellulose and then they have the, 
you know, the uh, better synthetic Yeah, uh, Harry, those are just marketing strategies. You know, they can put okay. diapers in those filters. I don't care. The fact of the matter <laughs> well, they is... they were good, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't seen, nor has my staff, and we probably... How many cars a day do we service? Oh, 25 or 30. 25 or 30 cars a day. We haven't seen... it. We haven't pulled an oil filter out that had sludge in it in 100 years. I don't know if we've ever done that. And And... And and there's a bypass valve in there, and the rest of the filter is is good. As long as you got, as long as you've got any oil filter, I am adamant by the cheapest oil filter you can. I am adamant about, and and frankly, I'm not buying a name brand filter and putting them on my customers' cars. Mm-hmm. So if you want to come by, Harry, come by our shop, and I've got some really top-of-the-line oil filters, and they're only $20 a piece. Okay? <laughs> oh, that's all. That's a deal. Yeah. All righty. Thank you, Harry. i got to move on. All righty. Jack, you're up next. How can I help you? Well, thank you very much. I was just oh, the only thing I asked the person that, the, 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 that screened me was that the, whether Adolph's uh, automatic transmission place is still one that you advocate. And it's further on the west side, and I did hear the one that you did mention uh, that uh, the the automatic transmission over on Washington, and maybe I'll go there then. But I'm having a little problem with mine at the present time. It's very similar to what I've had before when I took it to Edos, and. Uh, I thought he did a very thorough examination. He wasn't absolutely the the, the, the older person that probably owns the place. He right. brought his son in to right. take a look at it too, mm-hmm. and when they they both looked at it, and what he th- said was that it always occurs when it's cold, which yeah. is not often in in Phoenix. But yeah. in any event, he said he thought it was possibly a connection when it's cold like that between the computer on the car and the transmission. And it was just a little too much for him to be able to do. He okay. said, "You almost have to take it to the to the dealership." Okay. So, all right, all right. I understand. I, but let me comment real quick. Um, Adolph's was my go-to transmission shop for ten, fifteen years. Mm-hmm. But we have a rule that when it changes hands, that they that they turned it over to his son and when they got to that five-year mark his son just and it and businesses are allowed to make their own decisions i don't control their decision but he decided not to re-up and and basically to be on our list as long as you qualify mm-hmm. is like a hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. so it's nothing so anyway adolph's and i suggest you go back well he's already sent him to the dealer yeah. so you can go to automatic transmission exchange or if you're going to go to the dealer then you can go to the dealer i think either one of those would be appropriate to go to mm-hmm. anyway thank you jack for the kind words about adolf and he still is a good guy and it's an honorable place that's been around for 100 years yeah. and and what what those Fred Flintstone cars, what automatic transmission exchange was around, so was Adolph's. Mm-hmm. Dave, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I have a old clock that I'm restoring, and once in a while I'll, I'll take it out of the garage uh, and just to run. But the evaporation out of the pipe, it, after it warms up, it goes away. Then it kind of starts to have smoke out of the tailpipes. And if you rev it, it, it just keeps blowing out. And it's kind of like a whitish blue, but I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. I've well, somebody checked. needs to check that because um, it's if it's white, uh, it's normally water. 
Um, if it's light blue, it's oil. But somebody needs to check that. And let me ask you a question. Do you ever find the cooling system low on coolant? No, uh uh-uh, no. And I've checked the dipstick to see if there's any, like, chocolatey, milky in the oil. No, that's and not, the oil is not good enough. clear. Not good enough. Not good enough. No. That's not a valid test all by itself. So I think I'd much rather ask you this question. When it sits for a long period of time and you start it up, does it run rough for the first 10 or 15 seconds and then everything's okay? No. Okay. Smooth as silk. All right. I can't answer your question. I don't know. But I I would think if you're concerned about the smoke, then you need to have somebody identify what the smoke is from. And white is either coolant or automatic transmission uh, fluid. Um, Mm -hmm. Engine oil is blue and, and, and too much fuel is black. So if you can just kind of identify the color a little bit better, then I think we're going to be on a on a better track. But I, I can't fix your car with the, the, the symptoms you've given me because, um, I, you know, we need to sit firm on what color it is. And then we also need to know um, if there's any other issues. Does it consume oil and that kind of stuff? So, But you can, you can, we can continue this conversation if you just email me at mark at marksalem.com, mark at marksalem.com. Dot com. But anyway, thank you, Dave, and I'm going to put you down as cold. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be able to take any more calls because I want to finish up a story that we started at the beginning. Okay. So I, I'm sorry. And, the, and I, don't, I, know, I think there's a caller on the line, but, Gil, if you would just give him my email address. Um, and if he emails me his name and phone number right now, I'll call him at the end of the show. All righty. Um, but we talked about Bill Schwartz. Bill right. Schwartz is a customer of ours. Right. He's been a friend of mine since 1994. He's a real estate agent. He helped me buy the property that our, our facility sits on. Okay. Him and I work well together. We're both on. So Bill picks up his Escalade on Friday afternoon. He's the last one to pick it up. He's been golfing. Mm-hmm. So he drives it home, which is what, a mile? I don't know. All right. So yeah. he drives it home. And all of a sudden, his life comes to an end. He's just sitting in his car, and he can't get out of his Escalade. He can't get out of it. So he calls my son, Alan, who's halfway home to Peoria, and he says, Alan, I can't get out of my car. I need to get out of my car. I'm locked in the car. So Alan goes, holy mackerel. He says, okay, I'll turn around. So he drives over to Bill's. As he walks up, now keep in mind Alan's six foot three, six foot four. Uh-huh. He's got a full beard on him. He's a man mountain Mike. Yeah, he twice walks, your size. Twice my size. <laughs> and, and that's something we need to talk about is the DNA <laughs> test on that kid. Okay, go ahead. All right, so he walks up to the door and he puts his hand. Now Bill's got the window down. He's sweating profusely. He's flushed. And he goes, you know, I, I, I was going to crawl over the console and go out the passenger side, but I didn't know if that door would open. And I was going to crawl out the window, and I'm just beside himself. And so Alan sees that the door lock is down. So Alan puts his hand on the edge of the window, and he reaches over, and he just lifts the latch. And he goes, now try it, Bill. And Bill opens up the door, and Bill just about hugs him and kisses him. And he goes, how did you do that? And Alan goes, well, there's a button right here on the door, and you have to lift that up. I was pushing the button over here on the door. He had electric door locks. Right. Well, the solenoid obviously is bad. It's nothing we worked on, nothing. So then Alan calls back, and he said, Dad, you left part of the story out. Oh, he did? Yeah. He said, Dad, think about this. He just came off the golf course. Mm -hmm. He's flustered beyond belief. He can't get out of his car. Daddy needed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you told the rest of that story again for that? Yeah. He, he needed to go I'm to the sure bathroom. I'm sure everybody probably figured that out. No, I didn't. Did you? 
<laughs> yeah, I'm the one that said it. I know, but that was 10 minutes ago. I know. Uh, all right. The, uh, the issue is his name is Bill Schwartz. He's a golfer, and he's a real estate guy. He's he's really a good guy. I'm going to do a free commercial for him because he's a good guy. He is. Um, at, at the time, uh, we, we bought 100,000 feet, which is two and a half acres. Yeah. And if, at the time, they wanted 4 or $5 uh, a foot, which is four hundred or 500,000. Well, at the end of the day, Bill negotiated to 235 a square foot, which dropped our price from four to five hundred thousand to two hundred and thirty-five thousand mm-hmm. for a commercial, uh, I industrial pro- property. I one. Yeah. That's where our car repair shop sits on today on Warner Road. Yep. And so Bill's a good guy. So if you're looking for a real estate agent and you need somebody who is, uh, who what was that guy's name? The poker player on that Western Maverick was that his name? I don't. Bill's know. a heck of a poker player. Yeah. Heck of a poker player. He is really good at what he does. Nevertheless. Mark, you know, I'm glad you didn't say any bad words today because your grandson's listening. And you know that's the bad part. Do you know what his middle name is? Yeah. Is it is it like mine? Same as yours. Is it really? Okay. Oh, folks. is it really? You've only known him for eleven years. I, of I, course it is. You know, I, that's come, why you call him Mark Junior. Uh, I'm glad he, he's nothing like you. He, he, <laughs> he. There is another Mark Salem out there. How yeah. old is he? How old is he, Grandma? Are you talking about Rex or Mark? Mark. <laughs> Mark is 11. Mark is 11. His name is just like mine, Mark Salem. Uh-huh. Yes, we have the same in middle name. Uh-huh. And um, so I don't want you, if your daughter brings him home, I don't want you to hold that against him. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because he, he is my son's son. Yes. But um, but he's not anything like you. He's a good kid. Oh, no, he is. Yeah. He is really a good kid. Mm-hmm. He is, re- And he's quiet. And when when he works at the shop, the other day he showed up, I don't know what, sweatpants and something with a company T-shirt. And I looked at him and I said, we're never wearing sweatpants to this <laughs> office again. And he goes, yes, sir. That's what he said. Yes, sir. Now, I don't know if he has a girlfriend. We could get, why don't you call him and we'll give a shout out to his girlfriend. No, he doesn't have one. Yes, he does. And I know I can tell by looking at you, he does. Okay. But anyway, what school does he go to? I'm not going to. You're not going to tell him that? Okay. I'm not allowed to say anything. That's right. Okay. That's right. Well, his name's Mark Salem. <laughs> That's right. And there's only other one other Mark Salem in the world, <laughs> and he's related to me. That's right. Anyway, Mark at MarkSalem.com is my email address, Mark at MarkSalem.com. And thank you for spending your Saturday with me. Yeah. It's a it's a holiday weekend, yeah. and Renee and I are going to enjoy the rest of the day. As a matter of fact, we're leaving the ranch in just a little while, right after we take the dogs in for a groom, and we're going to go down and meet with the family and spend the rest of Easter and the, with the grandkids. And That's stuff. right. Have an Easter egg hunt, and yeah. I can let you get all the eggs. And just remember, if your daughter starts talking about a young man named Mark Salem that she she likes, give him a chance, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like you and me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't did your dad like me? Yeah, he did. He did didn't your know mother, you very well. Yeah. <laughs> did your mother like me? Yeah. I know she does now. At that point. Yeah, I know well, I I know your mom likes me now cuz I just got her fire truck running. Oh, okay. Oh, and by the way, if folk I don't have time enough to tell it. I was okay. going to tell the jet story. My dog's laying down. I'm trying to work on this gasoline vacuum. It took me two days, and the carburetor was bad, and I had to order one on the Internet. And the dog's, and I got, got it running, and it's really loud. And the dog's laying down and looks up to me and says, Well, Mr. Car Guy, it's about time you got this thing running. I've been working on it for two days. Yeah. I thought I could fix the carburetor. I thought I could fix it. Well, guess what? I can't. You can't. So I had to buy a $19 carburetor on the Internet, and it works fine. Anyway, Mark at MarkSalem.com. Please wear your seatbelt, and God bless you, and I'll see you here next Saturday at 10 o'clock. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.